This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. To all of you joining us in Twitchlandia, hello. Yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. We super appreciate it. Of course, as always, brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, mm-hmm. where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. Mm-hmm. Free shipping options within the continental United States. Pretty good. I'm your host, Reese, a.k.a. Reeseus, and with me, the banana. Hello. Hello. Jason is here. Jason is with us. I'm physically present. Today. Mentally Absent, emotionally distant, <laughs> yeah. but physically present. That is my Tinder profile. <laughs> yeah, how did you know? I, just, I knew that's a new that's one. That's because I was looking for it. Oh, you, you were there. looking at your swiping, huh? I didn't see uh, you swipe right. I thought it was Grinder, but yeah. I, was, I, was, I was disappointed. You know what's funny? A funny Tinder story, because there's a lot of those. Oh. There was a girl at the gym that I know, just from like interacting, that I swiped right on. And she and it didn't go through. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so now you see her at the gym yeah. and you're like, Ew. I'm like, dang. Uh, you know what? Keep hunting, there, I know. buddy. Keep hunting. You'll 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 strike gold eventually. Oh yeah, Tinder's the way to go. Yeah, it is. Like, it's the way for true love. Indeed, you know it's 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 the way of the future. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I know it's funny now because the generation now, like the millennials and the zennials, yeah. like they have no comprehension of the way that it used to be. Like it's like a foreign concept that you would just go out and hope you met somebody yeah because <laughs> or or through friends and family or church or whatever like that's how most that's how you met people back in the day now it's entirely online which yeah well kind of yeah so anyway we do talk about gaming not just online dating that's true uh, <laughs> so the, the big topic this week um the big topic for this season really is the uh update to the 2019 itc season it's mm-hmm. a, a really hot topic of conversation it's all over the web and uh it's been something that's been brewing for a while but uh before we get into that we're going to talk about the news because mm-hmm. dun, yeah only six days left until the culmination of the vigilist campaign this is very exciting we've been talking about yeah. it for months uh i think it's kind of a open secret at this point that we can expect abaddon um, yeah. we'll see, of course, we don't know until they put up some pictures. Well, they've shown, they've actually shown the model. They, showed they just, parts they just did of some it. crazy camera cuts and stuff. So you couldn't yeah. actually put it like pieces together, but it showed different parts of the model. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really interesting to see how this is going to play out. The Vigilist book was extremely popular. Uh, it's the first part of this, uh, this narrative campaign. Mm-hmm. It introduced new models. We got Marnius Calgar as a Primaris Marine. The Vicatrix Honor Guard, who are, by the way, amazing. If you play Space Marines, you should yeah. definitely mm-hmm. be using them. I, I I use them every single game, and I absolutely love them. Um, I just got the models, too. Finally. Yeah. I'm yeah. not proxying them anymore. True. Uh, it's because we have a, a GT coming up this weekend, the Dice Hammer GT run by the awesome Nick Card and the Dice Hammer crew. Really, really good guys. Uh, great event, and I uh, can't wait to go. If you're going to be there, say hello. It's going to be a lot of fun. Orange County, baby. Yeah, it'll be up in Orange County. It's cool. I get to go visit my last remaining relative. uh, Well, one of two that still lives in California Mm -hmm. is right next to where the venue's at. So we're going to get to go see them and play with their kids and stuff. 
So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But of course, I got to stop proxying. So I got my work cut out for me to get all these guys up to three colors um, and based. But yeah, no more Dreadnought Gaiman. No more Dreadnought Gaiman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so at any rate, Vigilus was really popular. It mm -hmm. introduced some new concepts like the specialist attachments, mm -hmm. which have been really popular. They've also been really effective on the tabletop. Yeah. Because now that we can track all this data, we can see people that were using some of these specialist attachments were doing, they were performing better above, above average. Uh, so it's really cool. It's been really positive for the game. I like it. And I think we can expect more of the same with the Vigilus. Uh, this one, it looks like it's going to focus a lot more on the chaos side of things. Mm -hmm. We've already seen what is, in my opinion, one of the absolute coolest models I've ever seen. The new, uh, I can't even remember what he's called, the ram horn headed, uh, the Lord of Summoning or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not a priest. He's like... Um... The dude that's uh, like helps with the, the demon kin. <clears throat> so I yeah. can't remember the name. I think it's called like the master of summoning or something like that. Right. Something like that. Anyway, badass model. And yeah. um, I, I think we can expect more innovative and meta changing uh, rules. And of course, new models to mm -hmm. come. And then of course, the progression of the storyline as well uh, to come in the new visualist book. So get excited for that. Uh, we only have six days to go. Right. Until so, they announce it. Which means... It'll probably Monday. be next week's pre-order. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that. I can't wait. I want to see the rest of the box set yeah. for uh, Death Spear or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> the box set that's coming out. Death Spear. It's funny. I see that stuff all day long. It's in my face and I just forget the name immediately. I do. But, There's too um, many names now. I can't remember them all. But they only show a small fraction of what's in the box set. Yeah. They've been doing the... Um, the the demon engine instead of the rumor engine which has been showing actual like parts of models which they don't normally do so god there's so much stuff that's coming out and uh i just i can't wait to finally be able to talk about it because mm -hmm. i can tell you <laughs> this book is going to have a big impact on the meta and yeah. in, in in my opinion in a good way so especially if you're a chaos player you should be excited but um not much longer to go yep and uh i'm i'm pumped for it but uh, the new release this week, also very exciting, two new start collecting box sets mm -hmm. for Age of Sigmar. We have one for the Maggot Can of Nurgle mm -hmm. and another for the Ideneth Deepkin. These are a uh, really cost-effective way to either expand your collection or begin a new collection. And if you want to pick these up, they're already in it. The, the, the contents of the box are uh, more expensive individually than you get in the box. So the box is already at a discount. Mm -hmm. Plus, we always sell things at a discount with free shipping options. So... If you want to pick those up from frontlinegaming.org, just pop over into our web cart and you can do so. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, in the pre-order section. Yep, indeedy. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the next big major that we are running coming up is the Bay Area Open. It Again, it's the event that started it all. I believe this is our ninth year or eighth year. I can't, I think it's the ninth year. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I always lose track, but, um, you know, it's, it's crazy how long we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. And uh, make sure to grab those tickets. It's a, There's four days of gaming fun. It's at the Kublai Khan Convention, which is a very long-running and very cool uh, con in the Bay Area. The mm -hmm. event's right next to SFO. That's the San Francisco airport. Yep. So it's very easy to get there. Uh, it's a fun one to go with the family because you can uh, easily pop into San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of fun stuff to do in that area. So make sure to give it a look. Get your tickets. Come on out. The uh, BAO 40K Champs. Is going to be uh it looks like it's going to be one of if not the biggest baos we've ever had nice so it's gonna be interesting to see who gets to put their name on the coveted belt of russ don Husen was the champion last year but this year we also have all kinds of other stuff we have uh, a narrative event 
We have a team event. We have uh, RTTs. We have Age of Sigmar. We have Age of Sigmar singles and doubles. And we're looking at adding kill team as well. It's dramatically yeah, more yeah. stuff to do, right? It's not just well, a we have the space camera. now. Yeah. Yeah. We just didn't have the space in the past. So make sure to check it out, grab <clears> your <throat> tickets. And then if you get a ticket to the main event or one of the main events, uh, it includes a four day con badge to the event. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, that's coming up not too long from now. So please grab no, those tickets. It's in May, right? Yep. Wow. Uh, so we had a couple of shout outs. Um, some nice. of our friends in Utah are running the um, uh, War Games for Warriors charity event. It's run by uh, quite a few individuals. The kind of the main person is Mario Capizzo, mm -hmm. who was funny. He was at the LVO. He's like, you remember my commission? I was like, yeah. I was like, I literally painted your Ash Militarum army. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was like way, way back in the day. No. It, was, it was back when Frankie, my, when the core yeah. staff did the, were the yeah. main studio. That's amazing. We would be in the store helping customers painting commissions. Right. It was really funny. And then wrapping them up carefully. Yeah. Well, the first one didn't so much, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, and remember, because that, that commission specifically, I put pictures online. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's, it features, you know, airbrush work and freehand. Mm -hmm. Uh, someone's like, you didn't freehand those numbers. Like you, you like you, you photoshopped it on. And I'm like, for one, I don't yeah, know how to use yeah. Photoshop. For two, I absolutely painted those numbers on myself. And That'd I was, be pretty good to do, though. I was flattered that someone thought it, that I was lying about the freehand. Good idea, Mariana. Really take good. note for the paint studio. <laughs> just freehand. Start photoshopping cool stuff like, on there. Yeah, yeah, two hundred bucks extra. It was really funny. I was like, I remember I was insulted but flattered that somebody thought I was lying yeah. about the freehand because it was really. Was it that freehand UN? No. On that UM plane? No. I put all, I put like number, each one of the tanks, I put like a, a unique like okay. serial number on it, but it's I did an it inside joke, by the way. Yeah. Um, <sighs> at any rate, enough okay. about that commission. Yep. Check out this uh, this event. It goes over the course of a month. There's nice. a lot of different events. Uh, look at the show notes. There's you know, War Machine, Infinity, Age of Sigmar, 40K, and it supports a variety of charities. So uh, make sure to check the show notes if you want to get more information. If you're in the Utah area and you'd yep. like to help support it, uh, it sounds like a really good cause. Uh, check it out. Yes. Pretty cool. And another announcement, the uh, Nova Open 2019 registration registration opens up, I believe, this Friday. Yeah. Um, go check the note or the site. Uh, the, the link is in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can check that out. It's probably going to fill out pretty quickly. Uh, every event lately has been just going ham. Mm -hmm. The uh, Adepticons 40K Champs sold out in 30 minutes. Yeah. I was bummed because I didn't get a ticket to that or the Age of Sigmar Champs. So I'm probably not going to Adepticon this year because I'm not going to be able to play. Shows the popularity of, of the game systems right now because for several years, um, you know, Adepticon is one of the largest uh, conventions in the United States and the 40K championships would not sell out because it just was... They, they had it, a couple was, years where it wasn't selling yeah, out. But yeah, but then within to go from to from that to selling out in 30 minutes, it just shows the health yeah. of the game. With a 100-person wait list. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because when it was funny, by the time I was like, I was so busy with LVO stuff, I missed it. Yeah. And then uh, I went and I'm like, oh crap. So I went to go look at the wait list and I was like, oh boy. Yeah. And I hit up the guys. I was like, dude, is he, what do you think? They're like, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to. You play. really got to start pushing your weight around. I was like, oh, damn. You're like, oh, you know the ITC points you're giving in? I run that, I own it. <laughs> I don't. Let me know. in or you're getting no points. <laughs> yeah. All of you. That's what you should say. Well, it's funny though because <laughs> I, we, we were talking to him and I'm like, same with Nova. Like they always they fill up too. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you guys could easily expand if you wanted to, but yeah. it's, it's usually, it comes down to space. Like yeah. Adepticon is now full and they, that they whole, the entire hotel is full. They fill up that and several mm -hmm. other hotels. Right. And then that convention space is, they fill every it up. Room. Every single room. Yeah. Like you can go find these like hidden, 
like hallways and stuff, and you and go in, and someone's playing like a Pathfinder yeah. campaign. You're like, what like, the what, hell? Where does like, this cosplaying? come from? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and it's you know it's either they don't have the terrain or they don't have the space, and mm-hmm. you know that's that's just it's hard to scale up these events. It's, yeah. It does not get easier to scale up. It actually gets more difficult mm-hmm. um, with these events. So that's always a challenge. But uh, they could easily be three, four hundred person events yeah. if they wanted to. And uh, you know speaking to that. Um, effect the LGT is looking like it's going to be over 400 again. I think it might already be over 400 again this year. And it shows that, you know, people in the UK are either very forgiving <laughs> or they have extremely short memories. One of the two. I th- because of all the uproar that happened, and I was there physically at the event, the uproar and the, ah, like just a crazy gnashing of teeth and wailing and yeah. and everything like that. And then the event immediately sells out. It's like, okay. Well, Zach did it. Zach's a smart guy. And to be fair, like Zach did a very good job with like showing this is what we are doing for the terrain. And he's been doing that. Yeah. So hats off to him for sure. He Zach's that, a really, really smart guy. Yeah. And he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him a lot. And I want I want... I want the UK to have a big giant mega event because they're right. the birthplace of the game. Yep. And there's a ton of people that play there. Yeah. Right? Like it, it, it they should they deserve a big event. And it's really difficult to find a venue that's big enough, especially in a city that's as expensive as London. Mm-hmm. But uh the the LGT crew has done a really good job of showing people like, okay, we goofed up, here's how we're gonna fix it. Right. So people are willing to give them another chance. And I think it's great. Yeah. Um but it's just like the the point I'm driving at is that the, the LVO has just gone bananas, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other events that could be way closer to us. It's just that it's difficult to do. Yes. It's not easy to run a big super event, mm-hmm. but uh, that's one of the reasons why the ITC exists is to help empower and encourage and, and educate people on how to, to scale up. Uh, and speaking of which, that's a good segue. The main point of discussion for today's, this week's show, and we to the people who are asking, mm-hmm. we will talk about Gene Sealer Cole, we will talk about Skaven. We will mm-hmm. talk about Flesh Eater Courts. Um, we've just been overwhelmed trying to get the the new ITC 2019 season rolled out and, and ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, it's a big, big task to do that. And uh, that's been the focus um, for us mm-hmm. ever since we recovered from the LVO. Um, so on that point, so the, the, the ITC uh, 2018 season was insane. It was crazy. Uh, we grew dramatically 40k hit 10,000 uh users age of sigmar hit 2,000 right we had 12,000 people playing in the itc actively participating right just between those two games and age of sigmar what was the year before the registration no it was like a fraction of that it's really like a couple hundred no no it was it was, it was over a thousand but okay but it, still, if you, okay, if you're looking at that, that's a 100% growth rate. We've only right? had three, the Age of Sigmar's yeah. only been around for three years. We've done the ITC for mm-hmm. four for three years. It, it's crazy. Like, the growth has been explosive. Yeah. And the what we're seeing right now is we've hit that point of, um, we've hit that point of, of critical mass, I think, mm-hmm. where it's really become a global community. And, all, like, the number of events mm-hmm. for February compared to January. Right. In the ITC has gone up fifty percent. That's insane growth for one month, mm-hmm. right? And if you all you have to go do is look at the calendar of events, the the, the list of events just for forty k for just February fills the entire screen, and that's not even all of it. We literally didn't have enough time to put all the events on the calendar before they happened. Mm-hmm. So we've hit a point where it's just gone bananas, right? And it's exciting and it's cool. 
But some of the, the challenges that we've faced with this kind of growth is that the original mathematical model that we implemented for the ITC is not really doing what we want it to do anymore. Mm -hmm. One of the most common points of, um, oh, CW Dub, thank you for 43 months of wow. subscription. Wow, thank you so much. Uh, but one of the biggest points of feedback we got <clears throat> is that people feel like the, the really big events just dominate the, the rankings for the season mm -hmm. and the LVO particularly. Because if you look at Brandon Grant, he won, he got like four, he got almost 400 points for mm -hmm. winning. Whereas like that's worth winning like two, maybe even three other events. Mm -hmm. Right. And so people feel like whether it's actually entirely accurate or not, the perception is that the LVO is just, it's making the rest of the season feel negligible mm -hmm. or it makes people feel like if they can't go, that there's no point in participating. Mm -hmm. And these are valid concerns and um, we, we've listened to what everybody has to say and we've been working quite hard on trying to um, come up with a system that is more equitable. Because uh, the goal of the ITC is not just to funnel people into the LVO, um, although that is something that's good for us, good for business, mm -hmm. and that is one of our goals is we want people to go to all events, especially our events. Uh, but the goal is to grow the community period, right? The, the ITC's number one goal is to get more people playing more Warhammer, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be Age of Sigmar or Shadespire or 40K, we wanna funnel people into stores. They're having fun, getting points, being a part of a community, get everybody around the world talking to each other. That's the goal, right? And if we're now at a point where it's actually detrimental with our current system, then uh, then it's time to make a change, right? right? So we've got a ton of stuff. Um, I'm so handsome even when I'm being transparent. Thank you, CW. That was the nicest thing anybody said to me today. Um, so we have a couple of things we want to do. Um, so first of all, we're coming out with new uh, 40K missions. Mm -hmm. And we've been working on those since uh, January. Yeah, since January, <laughs> the beginning of January. And uh, that's been based on the feedback form that we put out. And, uh, and then also based on the feedback from the LVO. Mm -hmm. And we're at the point now where we're in like draft version 1.3. And the ITC TO uh, Facebook page, all of them are getting the, the first chance to give us critiques. And uh, we've gone through multiple revisions already based on the excellent feedback. So if you are a TO for any game system in the ITC and you want to join, reach out to me, contact at frontlinegaming.org, and uh, I'll get you in there because everyone in there is just picking it apart, helping us to refine it. and. I think we're like a day or two away from making them visible to the public. Mm -hmm. um, and just to kind of give you, and give you an idea of where we're at with that, based on all the feedback, the primary part of the mission is not changing. Um, it's not as, it wasn't as overwhelmingly positive as it was in 2017, when everyone was like, the primary is awesome, don't change it. This year people were like, the primary is awesome, don't change it. But there was like, it's, it's not as overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. So I think we could probably anticipate that people will want some sort of a change in the 2020 season. But for 2019, we decided to leave it alone. And the primary mission, I get it, because as I've said a million times, in, uh, in war games, in 40K or Age of Sigmar, there's basically two things you can do to win a mission. It's stand somewhere or kill something, mm -hmm. or a, an invert, like a, some sort of a mm -hmm. variation on that theme. Like, don't let somebody stand somewhere. Mm -hmm. Don't let somebody kill one of your units. Like, 
that's it. That's really the only two win conditions. Those are only two buttons you can press. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think the primary mission for the ITC missions is so popular because it's the core fundamental things you do in a war game. Right. Right. So that doesn't surprise me that, that, that people wanted that to remain the same because it's just very simple and it works. Mm -hmm. um, where we got the most feedback was on the secondary missions. So we're reacting to what people asked us. Like one of the main things we got is it's really hard, hard to score points against Eldar mm -hmm. because of the way Eldar armies are built. So we put in a mission that is there just to help solve that. Um, one of the other things was we want more board control uh, options. So we put in two missions for that. Um, we actually did borrow one from Nova, which the Nova crew and, and us we borrow missions from each other all the time. Mm -hmm. There's one they had at the last Nova Open, which was engineers. Modified it a little bit, but in conjunction, it, the missions are going to be identical between us. Um, and that one's really, I thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Basically, you select two units to be engineers, and then if they choose to do nothing, they can't move, shoot, psychic powers, nothing. They sit on an objective, and then you get a point. You can get four points. Um, it's really fun. Yeah. You won't pick it every time, but in some instances, it's great because it lets, you know, a unit that doesn't do anything contribute to the game. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll go into those more when it comes out. But basically, we listen to what everybody had to say, and we're um, uh, we're ad adapting the missions. And uh, the feedback among the TOs has been extremely positive. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, the one point the one point we can't come to a consensus on is, uh, and based on the feedback that we got, a lot of people want to use the new chapter approved mm -hmm. deployment type, where it's like you deploy your whole army, it's the old school deployment. Mm -hmm. You deploy your whole army, the other person deploys their whole army, mm -hmm. roll for C's, and you go. <clears throat> um, the TOs are basically split like 50-50 on that one. Mm -hmm. So what we're actually considering doing, and I'd love to get hear everybody else's feedback, is we're actually considering doing half the missions with one type of deployment, half with the other. Mm -hmm. And then doing it as a beta rule for a month. And at the end of the month, let everybody cast their vote and decide, do we want to go mixed or do we want to go just one or the other? Right. What's the argument for going to the old way of deployment? Is it a time thing? People think it's faster if somebody just plops everything down instead of like posturing with each individual unit? It, there's pros and cons to <clears throat> both, mm -hmm. right? So for um, CW Dub says the mm -hmm. chapter proof deployment is awful. Mm -hmm. There's strong feelings on both sides of it. So well, I mean, it's what we used to do for for every other for edition every of the edition. game. Yeah, yeah. So in fourth edition, there was one deployment that was like different, mm -hmm. but yeah, I do, I do like it better the new one just because it gives you an opportunity to react to like it's part of the game, at least in my opinion. Like you know, you're, it's a, it's a, it's a dance almost like you're waiting to put your most powerful things out there to see what their counter to that can do and blah, you know, it, it's, it just feels like part of, I don't know. It's a pregame, yep. you know, but tomb King Tristan. Yes, we do have age of Sigmar IDC <clears throat> news um, for the missions for age of Sigmar. We're continuing mm -hmm. to use the community pack that we helped make with yeah. uh, Chuck from uh, Nova and then the Adepticon guys Scott was part of that one. Mm -hmm. So we're going to continue to go with the, with the community packs so and the mission. There's not going to be any like new missions or anything like that. Cause mm -hmm. all the feedback we've gotten is that people are happy with them. There's a couple missions that people don't mm -hmm. like, like there's a couple missions that are pretty bad in age of Sigma right now, but the, G we, the actual GW missions. Yes. Yeah. Most of them are really good. Some of them are, are <clears throat> not. The good all. thing about that is people can't be mad because they're like, well, this is from the manufacturers of the game. So, yeah. you know, get, complain to them. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't like it, don't complain to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. the, the argument for the deployment mm -hmm. is um, some people feel that the alternating deployment's more balanced, and mm -hmm. I, I agree that it is. 
But the main complaint is that people are like, it takes way too long, mm -hmm. especially with chess clocks because you're hitting the clock back and forth. That doesn't right. bother me, but some people get annoyed with it. Mm -hmm. um, and they feel like it's a more fair way to deploy, and it is mm -hmm. a more fair way to deploy. Uh, but it takes longer. And then the counterpoint that a lot of people make, including myself, is that I don't ever care because mm -hmm. I have set deployment formations in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I, I, look at your, I look at the mission, the deployment, your army. Mm -hmm. I already know yeah. how I'm going to deploy. Like, yeah. I don't care what you do. I have a set formation depending right. on those variables that I'm going to do. And half the time, I have 19 drops in my list. Mm -hmm. I just deploy and I just tell my opponent, I'm like, you can, do, you can wait for me to finish. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Right. I'm not changing. I think with the the state of the game right now, with with how devastating certain units are in shooting, just how overwhelmingly powerful they are, it's. I, I think that would be bad because like somebody who is deploying first, and like let's say player two has a castellan, it's going to be beneficial for that player going second to see where everything's at and be like, okay, well I'm going to plot this here. I can see all these units. I'm going to shoot them, That's... possibly go first and shoot them off the board. Yeah. But if it's one on one. You one, you know, you put one down. I put one down. You at least can can counter that somewhat. I feel that's the counter. See, and it's not just castle. There's a lot of stuff out there that will like nuke your like a lot of your stuff. Turn one if you deploy badly. Yep, and that's the counterpoint yeah. is that with all or nothing deployment, especially yeah. in the game now with how deadly, how mm -hmm. much the lethality of the game has gone up. Mm -hmm. If you know, if you know, you have a five and six chance of going first because mm -hmm. the only chance that you don't is you get seized on. You can deploy hyper aggressively. And you're like, okay, I know I'm getting first turn. Right. The, the, the flip side is that the guy going second goes, I know I'm probably going second. I'm going to deploy ultra defensively. Right. And the, the other part of this, which for those of you who didn't play the game when it was this way, mm -hmm. if you're a really good player and you go, you, you have an army that wants to go second, like Gene Steeler Colt or something, or mm -hmm. like a Castellan list, yeah. where you're like, I know I can take, I can weather the storm on turn one in most instance, instances. Mm -hmm. If a player going first deploys badly, and you counter deploy them, you can literally like the game is just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Like you, you'll be in a position mm -hmm. to win the game. Like your odds of winning go dramatically up because you counter deploy them. Mm -hmm. And it, for people who don't understand what I'm talking about, it's hard to visualize this, but it, it puts the advantage. If you have an army that wants to go second and you're a highly skilled player mm -hmm. in an all or nothing deployment scenario, you're going to go second every time. And you're going to, for against a new player, they're not even going to realize that they lost the game before you even started playing. Right, because they deployed badly. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's something can, to consider. But then the, the the pro argument is that it speeds the game up, which it does, mm -hmm. um, and that people feel like it makes you know it, it makes going second better because right now a lot of people think going first is so much more important. Uh, it, it makes seize a thing again instead of just like a randomly oh I'm not going first. Mm -hmm. I to be honest I hate seize the initiative like I hate it like when you deploy first. And you're like, all right, my whole game plan revolves around this. And then like, siege, you're like, sick. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm totally out of cover. So I, I don't know. I'm not, to me, that's a, that's a negative, but some people think it's exciting and like it. But um, that, that's kind of the argument for it, right? And the other one was uh, based on the poll, a lot of people didn't like the three objective mission. It's the least popular mission, mm -hmm. but a lot of the TOs feel like it's important to keep it because it forces you to move. Right. I think it's important to keep it too. Um, and I, we're leaning now towards keeping the three objective mission mm -hmm. um, just because it's important to, to, to mix it up, right? right? If you had all high objective missions, you just build your list for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and I mean, and the thing is, it's like even with that mission, with the three objective missions that some people don't like, like that's just part of the game. 
like how many, your secondaries are just as important. Yeah. Like trying to get those as well. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you play to the mission and you get your two points every single turn, but you're not playing with your secondaries, you're gonna lose the game. Yep. So I, I don't, I just really don't see the argument against like, oh, well, I don't like this one because it's blah, blah, blah. It's well, that's fine. Like you can play, play to the game to get those objective points, but then there should be so much more going on because of the secondaries you chose as well. Right. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Like I've never been bored in a game because it's you're always going for something or trying to stop your opponent from going for something. You got to know what your opponent's secondaries are as well. Like, oh, he's going to get a point if I do this. I mean, I don't know. That's just my that's my little rant about that. I, I don't understand people's like when people get upset about that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And guys in chat, we'll see if we can fix the audio quality on, uh -oh. um, on Jason's mic. Oh boy, they're saying you sound like you're on a Skype call. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Um, we'll see if we can fit, clean that up a little oh, bit. But sorry, boys. Well, because now, because the way we've changed the secondaries, you should be able to max your secondaries against any army, no matter what, because mm -hmm. there's more options. So it's going to be important to just pick the correct ones, mm -hmm. right? Like you're not going to have a situation when you're playing against an Eldar player and you're like, I can't get four points for kill stuff against anything for them, right? Because they only have three characters and they only have three big game hunter. And they only have, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't matter. So don't worry about about that. You just have to be able to pick the right ones. And there's more board control options as well. Right. So that it's 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 gonna your your toolbox will be fully equipped. Right. You just gotta figure out um you just gotta be a good enough player to pick the right secondaries. Or just plan on tabling your opponent every game. There you go. There you go. There you go. Either you're gonna win big or you're gonna lose big. I like That's it. how you go. Babe Ruth. hundred percent. And I always point. Yeah. You know. So they know. Indeed. They know what's up. They know I'm, I'm swinging. I'm in. <laughs> she has to have a wild swing. What are you swinging? I don't know. That's <laughs> so, a FLG after dark. <laughs> Subscription model only. Uh, so um, <clears throat> that's kind of the, the down low on the missions for now. And we'll have more information, obviously. When they're but, actually released, yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, if you're, an, if you're a TO in the ITC community, reach out. We'll put you in the Facebook group because that's where the decision making is occurring for the most part. What if you're a TO for a ITC tournament in your garage? As long as it's open to the public and it's not just you and your best friend. Okay. That's fine. Good. Sometimes you got to start small. Good. Uh, for Age of Sigmar, yeah, we're keeping the missions <clears throat> the same mm -hmm. because um, that's what the community is basically indicated that they Sigmar want. Age of Sigmar seems to want a lot of fluff and it, narrative. It it's depends. Not as, it's not as... Like there's certainly competitive tournament gamers in the Age of Sigmar community, but they're not they're not as concerned with like how the 40k players are in terms of like they want a true tournament format. Like Age of Sigmar players are competitive, but they're like, but it's cool if it's nighttime and I can't see you because there's a cloud, a living cloud that is uh, on the battlefield clouding my wizardry. Sort of. And that's exact. That's a verbatim of. quote. S sort of like. <laughs> the because in, in Age of Sigmar you have a lot of the old school fantasy guys yeah. that are used to doing things where it's like you win by getting favored opponent votes and having mm -hmm. best appearance and narrative and, and so you have a lot of that right but the 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 younger generation of gamers coming in kind of just in general mm -hmm. is not is kind of steering away from that mm -hmm. like they're used to playing video games we have leaderboards and it's it's very clear cut right you know what I mean it's not all this fuzzy. Like soft scores. Somebody should have told that guy wearing the corn pants at the Age of Sigmar tournament. <laughs> he had corn? <laughs> he was wearing just corn uh, spandex pants. That's amazing. But no shirt. He was cosplaying Ooh. as a uh, as one of the blood, what are they, the blood can or something? Whatever. As a corn. The blood reavers. No. Yeah, that's amazing. 
We get some interesting outfits at the LVO. It's pretty fun. It's like, what do you mean there's not personality points? Um, yeah. Or maybe that's just how he dresses. I think he was foreign, so I don't know. Yeah, I love it though. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So, I mean, you do get a little bit more of that in the AOS community, but um, there's a lot of people that do want a clear cut mm-hmm. leaderboard tournament system. And you, there's room for both, right? right? Like we always tell people, you can participate in the ITC however you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to run an old school five round GT with combined scores, go ahead. Sure. Like we're not telling you what to do, but if you look at which direction the wind is blowing, that's where the majority of the people are, are going. It's, right. it's what they want. And it's, and it really what it boils down to is having clear cut objective measurements. Right. And it's like, why do we use battle points as our primary um, measuring stick for the ITC competitive track? It's because it's objective. Mm-hmm. It's clear cut. Like if you include in like, nice guy points, it's impossible to have that as a standardized measurement between events. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you do to somebody who's, it's just, it's not fair to people who aren't super outgoing. Right. What if you have autism? <clears throat> like yeah. a lot of people in our community have some, you know, some sort of quirks to their personality like that, mm-hmm. where it's just, it's not really fair, right? Like they're not doing run around doing cartwheels and telling jokes, right. it's just not their nature. Um, but if you want that in your event and your community wants that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Go for it and have fun. But you just, you can't measure that between events around the world. It's not possible. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to go over too well in certain countries where that's just not a part of the culture, like Finland mm-hmm. or, or, you know what I mean? Or like just in places where it's just, that's not the way people behave on a normal day-to-day basis. Right. right. So, um, or, but, or, or, or comp, you know, like where, where somebody determines what is, correct for how you should be building your lists yep. which there are still those events where, where tournament organizers will run events where they they feel that they understand how games should be played you know obviously i think we don't feel that way very strongly about those kinds of events but you could run one if you wanted to yeah and you can still get itc points you, you know can do it the way you want to do it it's just exactly that when you have uniformity it just makes it easier for people to travel to different events because right. they know what they're getting mm-hmm. that's it um, got it. We kind of off in the weeds a little bit, but right. it's, it's, I was just on an age of Sigmar podcast last night and that's why I'm thinking about some of this stuff. Yeah. Cause he was the, the gentleman, super nice guy. Great. Uh, rage of rage of Sigmar. Check it out. Yeah. Um, but it was funny cause he was bringing up some of these topics and I'm like, yeah, man, I was like, we kind of put this behind us like four or five years ago in the 40 K community mm-hmm. because it, it, I was like, you have all these unspoken, you have all these unwritten rules that are more important than the written rules. And it's just too confusing for someone trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, bring whatever you want in your army, but it, you don't bring these units because then you're a dick. And it's like, right. how is anybody supposed to figure any of this out? It's, right. it's just made up stuff that's in everyone's head. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why the 40K scene has exploded is because we kind of moved away from that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, man, like it's just very clear cut. It's easy to understand. There's low barrier to entry. Just come in and play what you want and have fun. Yeah. Um, not to say one is better or worse than the other. It's subjective. Right. Anyway. Like the immortal words of uh, Big Nasty B mm. from Life After the Cover Save. Just pull it out and play with it. <laughs> oh, Big Nasty B. Uh, and he's referring to models. Don't worry about. By the way. It's the stigma. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. You want to take a Castellan, take Castellan. Yeah. I mean. You want to take three units of nine Bolgren, do it. It's legal. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. don't look down on somebody for bringing a legal list. It's mm-hmm. silly. Um, at any rate, uh, to get back on topic, 
Uh, if you want to jump back into the chat, there was a couple questions that's pertinent. Okay. Uh, Cryptic Ranger says we need state and regional champs Ooh. and a tournament with the 50 state champs batting it, battling it out. Yeah, we've talked about that forever. Yeah, um, We are ro rolling out regional representatives mm -hmm. for the ITC. It's something that we're, we're working on right now. Right. Um, and again, if you're interested in participating, join the ITC TO Facebook uh, group. That's mm -hmm. where we're having these discussions. How do they find that group? Uh, it's a private group. You have to email me. Okay. Because we had all these people like letting their buddies in and stuff. And I'm like, all of a sudden you had people piping up. Yeah. And I'm like, what event do you run? Like, who are like, you? None, but I really like Space Marines. You're like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> like, Banned. You're not yeah, helping at all. Um, the reason we limit it to people that are community organizers is because they have skin in the game. Mm -hmm. And they're less likely to go out and try and just make their own faction better or something stupid. Yeah. They're they're, they're thinking about what's best for their community. CWW. Uh all you need to know is use line of sight blocking terrain. Yeah. <laughs> There's the number. That's an interesting, he's not the first person in this chat, by the way, who's asked about um, wanting more information on proper terrain use in ITC tournaments. It's First of all, in my understanding, it's up to each individual tournament organizer to uh, decide on what to put on their tables for terrain. But a good rule of thumb is use as much line of sight blocking terrain as you can. Yeah. Because if you, you don't, it's a shooting gallery. It's and, the casting. Yeah, so. Um, there you go. There's the. There's and I do want to I do want to apologize. I had <clears> said <throat> I was going to have handouts for the terrain at gotcha. LVO, which was going to help bridge this gap. Mm -hmm. I just ran out of time. I didn't get it done. It wasn't yeah. an issue. Only like two people brought it up. Like, hey, where are the handouts? And I'm like, I just yeah. didn't have time to do it. I hate it when I say I'm going to do something and I don't. What? RVD, one of a kind. I'm kind of like a community organizer. I think you're kind of like a community agonizer. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> But uh, I thought about that for like 10 minutes to say it. RVD, if you do run events in, you're from, Li from Lithuania, right? Am I, do I remember that correctly? Somewhere weird. Somewhere weird. I, I can't remember what country you're from, buddy, but if you are an organizer, you're welcome to join the discussion. Um, I can't, the chat's going too quickly. Somebody had mentioned, um, that was a pretty, that was a good, pretty good, good right? burn. Somebody had mentioned, why don't yeah. we have the ITC count for like eight events? Um, that would even mm -hmm. the curve out. However, the average person in the ITC still oh. only goes to two or three events. I see. So they can get more points. More points. Got it. Um, we discussed that. Banana burn. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So the, the issue with that is that the average player only goes to two to three events still. Right. Yeah. That's that's increasing. Mm -hmm. So then all you're doing is making it for the average per, uh, participant in the ITC. Mm -hmm. You're making it even further out of reach to compete for what the, the, the majority of people yeah. are competing for best in faction. Right. And you're making it even harder for them to get that. So that was why we didn't want to do that yet. I, I have a feeling and that, that makes sense because the, the people who are able to go to, there's, it's, it's going to be as hard for people to go to eight events as it is for a lot of these people to go to some of the big major events. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, we, we don't want to put it further out of, of, right. of, of um, reach for the mm -hmm. average player. Because yeah. then when you get up into the top 10% of the ITC participants, they go to like a shit ton of events. They go to more, they go to as many as the next like 30, yeah. 40%. We got, we have to acknowledge this. Access Venture, I've been waiting for somebody to say thank you for that. Thank you for the water at LVO. Hey, you're welcome. $30,000, you're welcome. There you go. Yeah. Just I could have bought a, just bought a nice car. Yeah. But instead everybody gets yeah, I hope you're happy being hydrated. Yeah. Um, Access Venture, <laughs> again, thank you for your subscription. Uh, RVD One of a Kind does own it. He does. I, I will give you that. I will give you that. And he knows I tease. Um, but to to 
we're having fun here, but we keep going off topic. I know. It's but, right. So to get back to get back towards the the kind of the the main uh-huh. uh, point, we are rolling out regional representatives. Yep. So uh, the way that works is, we're, I think we're going to try and break it down. So for uh, for countries outside of the United States, it's basically one country is one rep. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- and the reason why is because at this point in time, we don't have a need to subdivide it any more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, even like big countries like Australia, Australia has less people than California. Mm-hmm. So one rep can can handle that many events. And the rep, what you would do is is you would issue event tokens, which requires a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would answer questions about people like, well, what, how, what, if I want to join the ITC, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and then you have to be a certified ITC judge. Mm-hmm. And the judge certification program is rolling out. Um, basically, you have to take a test and um, you get qualified to be like an official certified judge. And um, um, that doesn't apply to the average person. But um, that's kind of the requirements in return. We're going to more heavily promote your event. And um, eventually we do want to do like state championships and stuff. Very cool. Yeah. And regional championships. Um, and then you would let certain, I guess, um, events be the host of the yep. championships. Yep. Very cool. I yeah. like that. And so the the idea is, is if you are the regional rep, your mm-hmm. event is going to be the state Got championship. Okay. We're still working out the details, but it's really exciting. We have a ton of people that are interested. I like that. Yeah. And then you would have champion like country championships as yep. well, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then for country championships, we could probably divide that up. Like, as I know, like Depends Canada, on, the, on how many participants, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I know the Canadians would want like more than one because their country's gigantic. Yeah, the cost of traveling. Exactly. Is, yeah, so ridiculous. you could have like a West Coast, East Coast, Middle. Yeah. Um, and that's all fun stuff that we're working out mm-hmm. right now. Um, and in the United States, like not every state is going to have a rep because mm. some states are like Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming actually has events, believe it or not. Who doesn't have events? Wyoming Let's is go the least. State, I love state bashing. Let, uh, Wyoming is the least populated and right. the lowest population density state, but there is events. Okay. Like North Dakota and stuff. There's it's oh. a little bit less activity. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana. Montana, a little bit less activity, but uh, so for regions like that, you might have one rep that reps like four states. Mm-hmm. But then you have someone in like California who's going to be really busy right. or Texas or Florida or New York mm-hmm. that that's going to be a little bit heavier of a burden because um, there's so many more people. But yeah, so that is something that we're rolling out right now and we're getting that all the structures put in place. And again, if you're interested, you want to join that group um, and you can be a part of that discussion. Um, and then, you know, the other place like like the UK, we'll probably have to split that one up too because right. there's so many events in the UK, mm-hmm. Scotland, Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Germany is getting uh, getting involved. There's a bunch of people. Um, nice. They've con- they've translated the ITC pack right. into German. Uh, Mexico. Mexico. We actually yeah. have quite a few events in Mexico. We had an event in Bolivia. We love that. Our neighbors in the south are getting yep. into it. Uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the Russian. We had a Russian team just reach out mm-hmm. that wants to get involved uh, in Scandinavia, um, Iceland, Sweden, uh, Denmark. It's really popular already. So. Uh, we want to reward people who've been a part of it. I'm going to take a little bit of credit with getting the Danish okay. people, the Danes into it. Because they're like, wow, salty bananas. And they're just like, they identify with a you stupid just, nickname that somebody gave me. So you didn't dangle a carrot. You dangled a I salty dangled, banana. I dangled a banana right That's in their good. face. Yeah. That's good. And they liked it. I'm sure all of our Danish listeners are They're like, it's a little really weird, but I'm excited. going with it. Yeah. I didn't think I would like it, but I did. Oh, you know, it's a good experience. Nice. Um, and then, of course, uh, we are adding Kill Team to the ITC this year due to popular nice. demand. Yeah. Yep. Popular event at the LBL. It really was. Yeah. And a big, again, a big thank you to Alex. Um, Canadian uh, Alex is what I and, call him. And crew. Mm-hmm. They did an excellent job. 
uh, it was very popular. He was super into it too. Yeah, he's he's probably going to come to the BAO actually to run a kill team event. And just a shout out again to Canadian Alex as he stayed and helped with uh, Breakdown. All the way to the end. Which is amazing. Anybody who does that is a friend for life. Yes. When it's 2 a.m. on that Sunday or that, that Monday morning and you're helping Breakdown. It's yep. brutal. Yep. Um, and then the, the big one is uh, how are we going to resolve the issue with the distribution of points? Yeah. Um, that's the big topic that everybody's talking about right now because the, the LVO has gotten so big um, that in our previous model, which was a linear progression, I don't want to, the math gets really complicated on this. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like dig into it because it's going to bounce off most people, I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, not that people aren't smart. It's just that most people didn't go to like calc two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and get really into this because it gets right. really complex. So in a nutshell, to kind of make it easy, um, we, we created the, the, the formula to determine points in the ITC years ago, back when the biggest events in the world were 256. Mm-hmm. There was only three of them. God, those are big. No, it was Adepti- Adepticon, yeah. Nova, and LVO. Mm-hmm. And that was the roof. That was the ceiling. And that was when we created the formula because at that time, it made sense. Yeah. Right? It was a linear progression, meaning that your, your event generated more points as more people came. Mm-hmm. Now, it was that simple. Uh, and then we had a round multiplier and, and, and such. So uh, as events, like as basically the LVO grew and then the LGT came in and that was a big bomb of points, uh, it started to skew the math <clears throat> to the point where like a common, a common point people bring up is that, um, you know, RTTs don't feel as meaningful. Um, uh, I feel like if I don't go to the LVO, it's, I, I can't really hope to compete. Um, uh, the, or one other one was uh, winning an RTT can be better than getting like 10th place at a hundred person major, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. Right. And those are all really valid critiques. So um, the BCP guys started working on this like two years ago, doing a ton of research about how do you, how do you like, how do they do the leaderboards for games like Starcraft? Yeah. Or, you know, how does Blizzard do it? You know, uh, how do these huge, organizations that are, you know, very complex, how do they do it? And then they started working on this. Um, and then based on all the feedback, I started getting into to, uh, getting involved with it too. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the math behind the new system, is pretty much a mind bender. Mm-hmm. I had to sit down and read like, when I started talking to the BCP guys, because they're really intelligent, you know, Ben, Casey, Garrett, these are guys who are math oriented people. They're very intelligent. Mm-hmm. And when we started batting around ideas, I was like, okay, pause. I had to go like basically take a math class to even begin to understand it, came back. And um, we started really digging into it and we've come up with a new mathematical model that is um, really complex, but I think it accomplishes the goals that we're, everybody wants to see. So uh, without trying to like dig into it, cause again, 95% of the people out there it's going to sound like I'm speaking in a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Basically, what we're doing is we're going from a linear progression to a curve. Um, and what this is going to do is it's going to take the smaller events are going to be worth more points so that they're more meaningful. Mm-hmm. RTTs are going to have a, a much bigger impact. The bigger events are still going to generate significantly more points as they should, but the the roof is being lowered, right? So the events are going to be much, much closer together in terms of how many points they generate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the variables when we were sitting down and we were thinking about it from a theoretical perspective, we're like, okay, what determines how difficult, how, how valuable should an event be? Right. And the number one factor is how big is it? Mm-hmm. And then the number two factor is how many rounds do you play? Yeah. Right. Because as a perfect example, the LGT 450 people, I think last year, mm-hmm. they only played five rounds. Right. Right. So there was like nine undefeated. There was like 10 undefeated players or something mm-hmm. like that at the end. So despite the fact that it was a giant event, mm-hmm. an event like Adepticon or Nova, where you play eight rounds, it's actually more difficult to win those events, even though they're smaller, mm-hmm. because there's more chances to, to lose and drop out. Right. And as you filter up, those last three games are the hardest. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and it's, from a theoretical perspective, the number of rounds is equivalent, at least, to the size of the event. So what I'm hearing, and math isn't really my strong suit, okay. is that like a lot of things in life, length and girth are the two <laughs> important things here, right? How many rounds and how many people? So girth would be number of people. Yeah. Length would be number of rounds. How many rounds? Right. Right. That's, That's easy for me to understand it when you put it that way. The salty banana yeah. is a simple man. Mariana's nose. She's smiling. Yes. Yeah, she's blushing is what she's doing. So that 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 those are the factors that matter, right? Yeah. So in the new model that we've come up with after many, many cups of coffee and mm-hmm. and, and and hours of discussion, and again, thank you so much to everybody who put their tooth like in the uh, Comp 40K, DACA, Frontline Gaming, Reddit, uh, the ITCTO group, mm-hmm. um, some of our friends like, you know, from all over, some of the Beast Coast guys had some great ideas. Steve Pamprin has been throwing tons of ideas, uh, really good ones. Yep. Thank you so much to everybody. Because mm-hmm. even though I don't always, I can't, I don't always have time to comment. I am reading mm-hmm. as much as I can, and the BCP guys are too. So thank you. Even if I forgot to mention your name, if you threw an idea out there, it might be in the, the formula now. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, it, it helped give us a lot of good ideas. But so in the new model. Um, um, I lost my, what was I, I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> I don't know. I threw that curveball and that was it. You did. You started talking about length and girth. You, were, you, got you, you, I, you ended. I got titillated. Yeah, you got, <laughs> got a little warm in here. Yeah. Uh, uh, the so, Falcon. They're talking about the Falcon now. Oh, so let's just talk about that person. Yeah, Connor. Uh, uh, the Falcon helped a lot too. Right. So there's, there's a ton of people out there that contributed to this. So <clears throat> in the new model, we're trying to, to give everybody what they want. Right. right. And that's what the ITC is, is about. So <clears throat> RTT is going to count for a lot more. Um, the big events are still going to be, they're going to, you still have to go to the big events to win, which is exactly the way it should be. Right. You shouldn't be able to go to three local RTTs and win best in faction. That's silly. Mm-hmm. But we've made it so that they're a lot closer together. And the, 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 the way the points break down at an event, whereas previously, <clears throat> you, if you didn't get top eight at a big event, you might mm-hmm. as well have not come out. Right. right. You're better off winning an RTT. So right. we've done, it's, it's going to be a much smoother spread of points. Right. So first place is still 100 points. Mm-hmm. And roughly speaking, if you're in the middle of the pack, it's 50. Right. Right. And then the curve flattens out from there. But the, um, uh, if you get the 20th place at a 200-person event, you're going to get way more points than you did previously. Okay. Because before, it, just, it, it was a stair-step progression mm-hmm. of the way the points were awarded. So... If it was basically top eight or nothing. Now it's much, the distribution of points is much more fair, mm-hmm. right? So uh, going to an RTT is going to be more meaningful. 
but going to a mid-sized GT is also going to be more meaningful. Right. Right. So if you get 20th place in an 80 person event, that's going to give you a lot, a lot of points. It's going to feel a lot more fair to you. Right. And then right. when you go to the LVO in the new model, mm-hmm. it's still going to be the most points as it absolutely should be because it's the most people and the most rounds of play, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be three times as much as a 256 person event, which right. was getting a little silly. Right. Yeah. It's going to be like a much more reasonable plus, you know, depending on the way the math breaks down, it'll be like plus 20% more points. Right. Right. So it's kind of like a strength of schedule type deal to me. A lot. It sounds like a lot because it is more difficult to go to like a 400 person event and get 20th place than to go to your local 20 person event and get first place. Yes. Right. And and so we're, we're trying to thread the needle between between making sure that the big events generate the most points, but that they mm-hmm. don't run away with the show. Right. But to make the smaller events fun and meaningful because again mm-hmm. everybody's got to start somewhere yeah right we started out running eight and ten person events yeah right and, and we were, want those we to thought be those meaningful. were amazing we did we <laughs> we get like 20 person events and we thought we were just rock stars it yeah. was like wow we the bay area we, we own it we were running the same <laughs> but uh we yeah. want those events to feel meaningful too and then in countries where you don't have giant mega events yeah we want you to feel like you have a meaningful representation too yeah. so um, we, we just made it a lot closer, right? right? And then the other part of it too is that we changed the way that the wind path bonus points work. Mm-hmm. So um, in the old system, as soon as you lost a game, that was it, you're done, you don't get any more points, mm-hmm. right? So if you lost your first game, it was really painful. <clears throat> um, especially the bigger the event, the more meaningful it was because the multiplier jacked it up. So like at the LVO, every win was like nine points. Right. Which is crazy. So we changed that to scale up and down better. And now for every game you win, you're going to get points. But there's, an, there's another part of the equation, a multiplier that applies based on when you lose your first game. Okay. So so it's, it's, if you go one and four, I'm sorry, if you go four and one and you lose your first game, you still did really well. You should be proud of yourself. You're going to get points, but you're not going to get as many points as someone who went four and one and lost their last game mm-hmm. because that person had a harder win path. Gotcha. So I feel really good about it. Um, uh, hopefully I'm explaining it in a way that, that is somewhat digestible. I think so. I think we broke it down. Length and girth. <laughs> there you go. I think that's the, the most important. That's the, you can really get a handle on it that way. Yeah. You can really hold on to it. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, and this will become more evident as we go. I think I may, I may have explained this in a way that's a little bit all over the place. I apologize. Um, ben, Sum up what? I think I don't know. I can't. There's no more dick jokes I can make out of that one. That's, I think we're good. Good. All right. We'll leave it be. But uh, long story short, and I hope I can succinctly put this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've listened to everything everybody's asked us to do. We hope all of you understand what this means on our end because having the LVO worth, worth as many points mm-hmm. made it, it was just like a security blanket for us because it meant more people like almost felt like they had to go. Mm-hmm. And from a business perspective, that was a good thing for us because, like I've said, it, we could buy a nice house for how much money it costs to run the LVO. Right. And every year it gets more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So this is us taking a big risk by we're doing what the community has asked, mm-hmm. but it's to our detriment in, in from a certain perspective because it makes the LVO, comparatively speaking, worth dramatically less than it was, which is a little scary for us because, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> we need that event to be successful like fiscally for our business. It's a big deal. So we hope people understand and appreciate like this is us showing you our commitment 
to the ITC being fair and fun and what people want it to be, mm-hmm. right? Like we are, from a certain perspective, we're, we're putting ourselves in a riskier position to give everybody the experience that they want. Right. And we hope it's appreciated. We hope that point's not lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I, my hope is that by doing this, it actually benefits us too, because people are like, yeah, they're not just trying to like, I don't know. They're not trying to run a system that's, that's to only their own benefit because mm-hmm. we're not. So yep. um, we'll answer a couple questions. One Salty John says, changes sounds good so far. Thank you, buddy. Um, Bizarre says, smooth and spread then length. <laughs> well, this guy says speed should be a factor. And I, I'll tell you from experience that that's a detriment. <laughs> I mean, you want to get it done as quickly as possible at an event. But you don't get as many points. Because if it's, if it's a, if it's. Depends on the kind of event. If it's, if it's quick. Depends on the type of event. And lean. Uh, Okay, I don't. I don't. Want yeah, to we're going. That. The, 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 the jokes coming. Like so an hour on that. Yeah. Uh, Caliber Nick. Uh, current ITC regional rankings are based on events played in that region versus players <clears throat> from that region. Um, is it possible to create regional player rankings in 2019? Okay, so Caliber Nick. A lot of people actually don't understand that that's the way it works. Like people think that they're like, oh, you have to go to the LVO to win a regional event. I'm like, no, you don't. Right. Unless you're in the Southwest region, which is where the LVO is, mm-hmm. those points do not count. Like the regional rankings are for the area you're in. And we did that on purpose to avoid like the, like the LVO dominating everybody's region. That'd be stupid. So if you want to be the best Australian player, mm-hmm. you have to win events in Australia. If you want to be the best Swedish player or um, their region is combined right now, mm-hmm. uh, or UK player, you have to win events in the UK. So yeah. that actually threw people off. People were like, oh, I went to the LVO. How come my, my uh, UK score didn't go up? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, we did that to avoid the LVO, the LVO truly dominating the whole world's right. scores, which would be dumb. Yeah, if you were like the one person from your country that went to the LVO, yeah. all of a sudden you just get this massive boost just because you had the resources to right. go to Las Vegas right. from your country, wherever that is. So that that's why we're doing it that okay. way is because we want the regional rankings to just be reflective of the people in the region. Right. So if you're in the South region in the United States, mm-hmm. you want to go to Warzone ATL or the Louisville Slugga. Um, uh, you want to go to the events in your region and, and then it makes your events count for more. Right. You're competing mm-hmm. against people in your region. And then the other part of it, too, is that you could be like a triple crown champ. Right. If you went if you wanted to be a regional champion in like 10 regions, you could if you mm-hmm. were so motivated. Um, that That's why we do it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, you heard that? Uh, let me see. Yes, yeah, so the rice cooker went off. Yeah, we basically live here. Yeah. Okay, well, I lost my place. Um, a nice house. Yeah. Well, okay. The running the LVO could buy you a nice house in any state except yeah. California. You got me there. A nice house in California is yeah. ridiculous. Um, Wizard of Boss, you're doing the right thing. Thank you. Gosh, the chat's going too quick. Yeah. Okay. Can you scroll up a little bit? I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Valley says, "Careful, Daka will not be able to paint us as villains so easily." <laughs> Good. Uh, I think it makes sense for regional, but I'd like to know who has the most points locally as well. Says Caliber Nick. Oh, I see what you're saying. So have a regional player ranking that's a global rank. Just look at your global ranking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Caliber Nick, just look at your global ranking Mm -hmm. and then that'll tell you who's doing the best. Mm -hmm. Um, The primary objective, don't worry guys, I'm always always be at LVO, wouldn't miss it for anything points or not. Yeah. I think the main reason the LVO has gotten so big is because of the fact that it's a good event in a fun city. Yeah. Um, yes, the rice is done cooking. Um, yeah, one Salty John. Yeah, there's a ton of events in the South. Um, 
there's always room to improve, but it all makes takes man hours. Yeah, we only have limited amount of resources to to put into this too. Um, do you think? Uh, do you intend for the LVO to be like the ITC Championships, as focused water? Will there be any event that pits top ITC players against each other directly? We've talked about it at ITC Invitational forever, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but we just it, it, there's still a lot we need to do to get there. Um, mostly, it's finding a venue and like how do you get people out? You really would need to help them get there, mm-hmm. uh, especially for people in other countries. It's just really expensive, but that is something we want to do. Yeah. Um, it's just like ELO rankings. Uh, we want to do lifetime career rankings, and we're work- that's another thing we're working on right now. Um, but we can't do ELO rankings yet because the only way to do it is if every single person playing uses the app for every single game they play. Because mm-hmm. you have to track, uh, pe- like you have to track each individual person's matchups. Yeah. Um, and we're not we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> brother, captain, never underestimate the lows the DACA can reach. Yeah, there's some funny conversations there. Uh, will you be streaming games in 2019, Nightman 78? Uh, we'll drop a little teaser. We will be streaming games. It's going to be extremely exciting, more cool than anything we've ever done before. But we can't uh, spill the beans on it just yet. It's going to be really exciting, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denarian, one of the f- for the few of us with extensive experience with advanced mathematics. Um, <clears throat> so we um, we we're going we're to put up a calculator that's going to help people understand how many points an event will be worth. And we're going to put that up on uh, uh, FLG site. Mm-hmm. The PCP guys are working on it right now, and that's going to help. Um, it, it's pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, it took me a while just to get to the point where I could understand even the terminology being thrown around. Um, CWW, when do I get to watch Reese get wrecked by Jeff's Gene Colts on stream for old time's sakes? Um, hopefully soon. We'll see. And uh, ITC Hall of Fame says uh, Cryptic Ranger. Yeah, we are working on career rankings. It's something that we hope to roll out this season. And basically, it'll aggregate your... Uh, we haven't really... Did the, the mathematical model for it, we haven't finished yet. We're throwing around some ideas. Mm-hmm. But basically, it'll, it'll take how you do in the ITC over the years and aggregate it into a single lifetime achievement score. Kind of like an ELO ranking right. without ELO. Um, yeah, at the club we're playing uh, ELO. That's a whole show unto itself. I won't go too far into it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what ELO is, it's what they use for chess. And it, it's how you become like a grandmaster and such. And it's from the beginning of the ITC, we wanted to do something like ELO. ELO straight from chess doesn't port over to 40K exactly. Um, it, it's really complicated and we've thrown around a lot of ideas, but we technically we're not there yet. We need everybody using the app for it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to do some sort of lifetime achievement, like a career ongoing ELO type ranking. Um, there's just issues with it in 40K. It doesn't pour over perfectly, uh, but we've always wanted you to be able to become like a grandmaster of mm-hmm. 40K or, or Age of Sigmar or Shadespire or Kill Team. Um, so we are working towards that goal. Cool. Woo. It's a lot. A lot. Yeah. We could go on and on and on, but yep. um, we're already running over time. So. Yep. Ooh-wee, 40K ITC events upcoming. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. This weekend alone, there are three majors and three, four GTs. Wow. Pretty crazy. That's crazy. All over the world. All over the world. Mm-hmm. Damn. So get out there, get your points. Um, uh, upcoming Age of Sigmar events. We have a ton of events coming up in the month of March. So get out there, get your points, participate, have fun. 
uh, your current 40K ITC top five. I always love the early season because it's just the Wild West. No idea who these people are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Ralston continues to lead the pack. Uh, Michael Sarapata is in second. Richard Siegler in third. Xzar Xodar. I'm sure that's a real name. Is that is it? Is this guy? Is he? Uh, this can't be real. Is he LARPing? No. Uh, who knows? Maybe Xar, not. Xzar Xodar. Maybe that's his real name. Where's this guy from? I got. I'm intrigued now. Is he from like the the, the fifth dimension? He's from Ohio. Um, he's been playing in. He's in the U.S. So. No, he's Canadian. The Bari Bash. Yeah, the Bari Bash. The Bar- oh, is that Canadian? They yelled at me because I I don't say it right. It's the Berry Bash. Ah, whatever. Bari sounds cooler than Berry. Okay. I don't. If that's your real name, write us. Yeah, I'm curious now. Okay. And then Jim Vessel in fifth. Uh-huh. Uh, 40k Hobby Track <clears throat> current top five. Uh, Lauren Ocasio is in first. Vincent Castellano is in second. Naaman Allen in third, Michael Ralston in fourth, and Jim Vessel in fifth. Uh, current uh, AOS top five. Alex Gonzalez leads the pack. Michael Schwartz in second. Robbie Steinberg in third. Matt Pashby in fourth. And William So Haley in fifth. Very cool. And Shadespire current top five. We have Jacob Lawler in first. <clears throat> Ivan Cho in second. John Downs in third, Kenneth Morin in fourth, and Scott Dreisen in fifth. Yes. Congratulations. Ooh, wee. Look at yeah. this awesome army we painted. So we got some uh, commission studio photos for you. Um, this is a Blood Angels commission. Um, this is, uh, I don't remember. I think it's Tabletop Plus. It looks like Plus. Yeah. It's really um, pretty. We go through a lot of commissions, guys. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, very cool looking. All Primaris Marines. Um yeah, I don't know what to say about it. It's nice and clean decal work. There's some freehand done level on the level three um, basing. It looks like no, it's level two. Oh, it looks great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very good. Um, the all the D, the one that I remember from this one is that the uh, the client wanted certain decals for the knees. Well, yeah, and those they are didn't the they proper didn't, squad marking. They didn't come with them, so this artist just freehanded it. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they look really good. So <laughs> that's the one. That's what I remember from this one. But this is this is great. Very smooth. Um, lots of line highlights, which is, which I like. That's the game's workshop style of painting that they like to do. Um, and this client was very happy. Yeah. It's a gorgeous commission. Mm-hmm. So check us out. Consider us for your next miniatures painting commission mm-hmm. at, uh, to get more information, see more of our, uh, projects, go to flgpaintstudio.com mm-hmm. and check it out. Also, we're always hiring, uh, new, uh, commission artists. Mm-hmm. If you think you got what it takes, if you'd like to supplement your income, uh, get your hobby for free or work full time. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for more people. Again, please look at our portfolio. Make sure you're make sure and, you're and be honest stuff. with yourself before applying. Not that I don't mind talking to people and, and looking at your portfolios and stuff, but we are looking for people who um, can paint the levels that we put up in our portfolio. Yep. Yep. And people who do it generally full time. That's kind of what we're looking for. All right. Exodar is a World of Warcraft reference. Says ah. Brother Captain Morgan. Got it. When are we going to start? Not allowing. Yeah, we need games. to roll out the new okay. rule that you can't have. Some people, because it's just a matter of time until someone does a real good one. Oh yeah. That we just can't say. Yep. Now you put that idea in people's heads. <laughs> yeah. But they got to win events though. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're just gonna boot. If you come up with like some, you know, vulgar name, yeah. we're just gonna kick you out. Sorry, Arkan Skari. <laughs> I mean, you got to change your name legally. You could put like in parentheses as like a nickname or something, but well, right. yeah, it's coming to the point where we're gonna have to do that. Uh huh. Uh, Barry is the 12th most popular city in Ontario. (laughs) 
Well, that's saying something. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, Connor. Wow. Barrie is the 12th most popular city in Ontario, which, you know, there's more people in California than Canada. Right. Okay. Well, you know, so he's that's proud. like saying it's the. He's proud of it. That's like saying it's the 12th most popular uh, Applebee's in Bakersfield. Right. <laughs> and there's a lot of Applebee's. That was a good one. That was pretty good. That was a good there's one. There's a lot of Applebee's in Bakersfield. <laughs> um, uh, so, oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, let me see. The only problem is there's Blood Angels. Uh, oh, is there. Oh, yeah. Get out. Salty John, get out of here. Quit being so salty. Um, and did you guys hear about the. I don't know what that means. BOFA release from GW? What does BOFA stand for? Bank of America? No. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. There are only 10 cities in Ontario. That's okay. actually really That was funny. the joke? Okay. Yeah. Got it. We oh, got really? joked. We counter joked pretty hard, though. We just don't. Uh, we're too old for these, like, these references. I don't know. Oh... Uh, nice one. You got me, CW. That's, that was pretty good. You got me. I'm going to use that today. You got me. I'm going to use right. that on Frankie. So anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. I hope that my somewhat rambling and somewhat disjointed explanation of the direction that we're going for the 29 ITC season was coherent. Yeah. Uh, leave <clears throat> us any comments, uh, questions on the blog. Thank you for those of you who joined us on Twitch. It's always fun to chat with you. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you miss us on Twitch, you can always catch us on uh, YouTube or the iTunes or you can stream it on frontlinegaming.org. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. And please make sure to grab your BOA, BAO nice. tickets. I got, now I start thinking of BOFA. I now you're thinking, now you're thinking of Bank of America. I'm going to make a deposit. Yeah. All right. Thanks see you guys. Us. So long.